Burnout. We've all felt it at some point. That feeling when no matter how many cups of coffee you make or how many naps you're able to squeeze in throughout your day, you just feel tired and unmotivated. And burnout is especially prevalent this time of the semester, about halfway through a hard semester filled with a pandemic. And burnout is very much a real thing. So today I really want to explore this idea of burnout and talk about how we can deal with it, how we can prevent it, and how we can maintain a balance between living life and working. I'm Patrick Linehan, and this is The Commute to Class. Today we're talking to Kelsey Davis, the founder and CEO of Collective, a startup focused on connecting Gen Z content creators with real brands. Kelsey was featured on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list this year, and her startup collective was just selected to join the Google Startup Founders Academy. Kelsey, how do you balance it all? I'm a, I'm a really big believer of just, like, gratitude and mindfulness and, like, awareness and, like, um, just, uh, you know, focusing on making sure that, you know, uh, I'm good, honestly, to make sure that then, like, I can show up, uh, you know, whether that's in the context of creating literally right so like from a standpoint of like content um you know if if i can't be in a point where i could be like free thinking and and just like creating independently for the sake of seeing what works or doesn't work or what i like or how i want to stretch stretch my brain like then you know when i'm in front of a client or a customer or, or whomever like i can't think uh you know rigidly or maybe as quickly or whatever right because now i'm just only thinking about creativity and the confines of this deliverable, right? Or this like structure in front of me. And I'm not actually like tapped in with myself, right? So I think it could be that literal, right? Or it could be uh, in the context of like how I'm able to show up in relationships, right? Uh, just based on how aware um, and in tune with myself I am at that time, will then like 100% show up how aware and in tune with that person or, or group at the time. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I try to just stay like aware and mindful and um, grounded. Uh, and I think through there, like, you know, I'm able to get a lot of clarity that helps me, you know, create and hopefully inspire people. I, um, that, I mean, what you just said is, is, is quite a, a great insight in, into how to deal with some of those things. And I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, how did you learn this, you know, kind of looking back at it when you were younger and maybe more naive, you know, what were some of maybe the missteps that you hit that kind of caused you to learn how to, how to do this? Yeah, I think it's like a daily thing, right? Like, um, I think my biggest thing is I try to surround myself in an environment where I have a safe space to fail. Um, and that's internally and externally, right? So um, I think, you know, when you, can maneuver through life in a way that you know you're like free and you kind of have this like genuine like liberation just to create and ideate and think and like that's such a like luxury and privilege that like the average person does not have and 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 that I think most people honestly I don't even know if we're fighting for right like I think a lot of people try to fight for like the external thing and whatever um but I think like yo if you can like somehow create a world around you like on a daily basis where like you have 
just space, like a safe space to think and ideate and create. Um, then from there, right, you could you could execute, you could implement, you could put out ideas, you could launch something, uh, you can deliver, uh, and and then you could get feedback, right? And then you could learn, and then you could do that whole process ideally over again, right? Which uh, in a business context is entrepreneurship, right? I'm wondering how you like created that safe space, if you will, or how you create those types of safe spaces. Yeah, I mean, I think in the context of collective, right, like I think even the launch pad in itself is an example of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's almost like this environment and this resource and this tool that you are putting in your toolkit of like armor, right, to defend against the currents of like BS that comes with entrepreneurship, right? So whether that's um, oh, like a, a missale, or oh, we're trying to put our product in the market, or oh, whatever, right? It's like, how can I ensure that I am mitigating as many risks as possible, right? How can I make sure that um, despite the ups and downs that we know entrepreneurship will be, how do I make sure that I'm de-risking um, what I'm putting myself into, right? How do I make sure I'm de-risking this environment that I'm coming into? Um, I think that's then where as leaders, in this case, as a CEO, as a founder, boom, in your toolkit, you need something like the Launchpad, right? Because that then adds to your overall, quote unquote, safe space as an entrepreneur, right? Now you have uh, this incubator environment where you have direct access to capital, where you have access to mentors, to office hours, et cetera, right? Um, Another thing potentially that you could do uh, in order to to create that, quote unquote, safe space is find a co-founder, let's say, right? Like, okay, I know that Uh, I need to de-risk things even in the context of understanding my bandwidth, right, and understanding my skill set. So, okay, I myself personally come from a content creation background. I really understand the space around creators, brands. That's great. I do have a gap, however, when it comes to things like database management, architecture, systems, like product tech, right? Um, That's then where, however, like I have a partner, right, who is skilled, uh, has expertise, has an academic uh, background in, in those things, right? And they can come to the table uh, and meet me where I lack, right? Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about kind of this internal versus external safe space uh, that really piqued my interest. I'm wondering how you kind of internally um, are able to kind of create that safe space um, and how you, you know, how do you talk to yourself in your mind, if you will? Oh, yeah, man. Well, I, I talk to myself, I talk to my mind all the time. And I think if anything, I've gotten power in knowing that like, you know, you know, just you're just because you like you have thoughts, that doesn't mean you are your thoughts, right? You have emotions, that doesn't mean you are your emotions. Um, mm-hmm. But oftentimes, when we act out, just like based on these like immediate thoughts, think about like the, the million thoughts that you have a day, right? Just like those random thoughts that you have. Like imagine mm-hmm. if you acted on all of them, right? Like we'd all be crazy people, right? So what does it look like for us to actually be able to kind of close that dissonance and that gap between those million thoughts that we have and then the, the actual decisions that we make, right? or the, the million emotions and feelings that we have, and then the way that we actually like respond. Um, and so I think for me, uh, what I've learned is that, you know, really just being able to find those times to be still um, and being able to, to actively, consciously, like choose to be aware of what my thoughts are, right? Like being aware of what my feelings are. And that can be something as um, tactful full, right, as like meditation, right, and something as like literal and tangible as that. Um, and it could be something as, you know, simple and, and normal as like, like paying attention to the way that I'm breathing, right, in a meeting. Um, I also uh, have ADHD. And so I think even just like understanding myself, 
Um, I naturally am inclined to have a higher sense of like high impulsivity, right? Um, to be, you know, you know, this, this, this hyper uh, attentive focus that maybe goes from here to there. Um, but it gives me the capacity to really work in sprints like radically well, right? And to be able to think critically um, with these like super quick synapses, like in a way that um, is above the average person. However, it then could be a detriment, right? If I'm not actively being aware uh, and now, you know, that hyper impulsivity means that I'm cutting people off in the middle of a meeting, then even though it's not intentful and even though I'm not trying to mean harm, like I will, right? And so I think just being a leader um, in the context of like collective and being a CEO, like it's in the best interest of the company for me to practice stillness, right? Like on a daily, um, on a daily basis, right? And so I think, you know, that's, that's, I guess, how, and, and again, like, I think meditation is an example, um, whether it's like literally just like being aware of like how I'm breathing, um, just trying to journal and write, um, and really just trying to spend time with myself, you know, uh, I think naturally as a CEO, like, you know, if anybody wants to be a CEO, like, just know that like, you will spend a lot of time with yourself, like, or at least you should, um, and, you know, isolation is real, right, and so being able to actually, um, be still in an active state, even when you're resting and, you know, et cetera, like those things are just important um, and, and ultimately crucial to then getting the clarity that you need to legitimately then lead a team forward. I'm wondering if the opposite, you know, is, has ever been true for you when, you know, maybe you're having trouble as opposed to, you know, having, having to remind yourself to be still or have you ever had the kind of the opposite situation where oh every day <laughs> I think that if like um like if my my parents or loved ones are probably listening to this they're probably like Kelsey what are you talking about right now like what <laughs> um, but yeah no I think that um yeah like that's that is the human in me right like that mm-hmm. is who I am right like the mm-hmm. opposite is innate right that is instinctive that is mm-hmm. natural um uh that's comfortable Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like historically, like that has been a way that I've operated. And honestly, like, um, you know, I think that behavior honestly is often like encouraged and incentivized even often a lot of times when you're mm-hmm. in a very high stress, high tense, high growth environment. People just like want the metrics like people just want goals, output, like all, like hustle hard, like work mm-hmm. all the time, no days off, like. But in reality, like burnout is real. And and that type of structure and, and lifestyle, like, yeah, that may be cool for a two week sprint, but that's not sustainable, right? Um, over time. And so I think being able to um, I think unfortunately I've I've felt that burnout in a lot of different ways, right? And in relation mm-hmm. to company, relationships, like whatever, like not being still and making sure that I could stay grounded, like a hundred percent then finds me in situations where now I'm cutting those people off. Now I'm 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 a lot more uh, impulsive. Now I'm I'm not being as as uh, uh, you know just just smart with decision making. Now uh, I'm I'm not aware of my thoughts. I just am my thoughts. I'm not aware of my emotions. I just am my emotions. Maybe now I'm I'm acting less rationally. Now I'm and I think you know honestly that's the average person, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you know my my goal is what does it look like for me to just like take a a, a second, take a step back, be patient, pause. Um, and yeah, just try to be aware and listen. And that's something I'm learning in. Um, I'm, I'm very new to this journey, but I think, um, you know, so far it's, it's definitely served me well. I'm wondering kind of when, or how do you define success? And this is a little bit of a pivot, but obviously you've, you've seen a lot of success and a lot of recognition for the work you're doing and have done. And so, you know, when is it, when is it at the end of the day, Kelsey says, 
you know, I've been successful today or just kind of in general? Yeah. Um, honestly, like, I think for me, like that success is like a very, um, it feels a lot more like uh, grounded and calm than I think the way that most people, maybe if you, if you were to like Google image a picture of success, maybe mm-hmm. it would feel loud and cheerful and whatever, mm-hmm. right? I think um, for me, it's like, I think being able to just like have this goal, um, honestly, and I mean, it sounds cliche, but to be able to have a goal um, and to comfortably reach it in a way that still makes you feel like your vision, mission, values and is, is, is aligned and, and intact when you have it. Right. So, for example, like something like, you know, having Forbes 30 under 30 or being able to, you know, uh, have my master's or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, those things are cool. Um, but I don't necessarily I wouldn't see them as like success if I if I feel like I didn't actually have like an internal relationship with where that milestone, like what that milestone actually means and reflects in relation to a more holistic interpretation of what I think success means. Um, and so I think, you know, for for some people, they may have their own interpretation of what, you know, oh, I'm successful because they see me do X, Y, and Z, um, which I think could maybe be true too. But I think for me, you know, success is, is maybe potentially defined differently just based on intrinsically what, what goals I have, right? Like, you know, I'm one of those people like, you know, I don't want to, you know, people say like, don't gain the whole world and lose your soul, right? Like what what matters if, if we have Forbes and if we have, you know, you know, millions or whatever, right? Like if, if then we're not actually like reaching the people that we intend to reach, right? Like if we're not actually like still putting money in, in people's pocket, if we're not actually, uh, you know, really creating the future of work um, with the next generation workforce, like, like we say we are, right? Like if we're not actually doing those things in a way that's like bringing value to people, quote unquote, at the bottom, then sitting at the top like by yourself isn't ideal, right? That just means there's more work to do. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much um, for, for this conversation. I'm feeling inspired as, as someone who creates himself. You know, I'm feeling really, really good to hear hear you talking like that. Yeah. And, and I appreciate it. And I love your questions, man. Uh, you're, you're very insightful uh, yourself, for sure. And I can even I just tell by the way that you've uh, led this podcast. So I really appreciate it. I had a, a lot of fun. This podcast was produced by me, Patrick Linehan, with the help of Nick Barba. The music for this series was composed by Connor Johnson. The album cover was designed by Sloan Sexton. The Commute to Class is a podcast brought to you by Blackstone Launchpad and Techstars at Syracuse University Libraries.